Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, um, I come in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I was just um, an overwhelming feeling, and uh, when we flew the plane coming here, everything is unreal. Even right now, I'm just, I'm just thankful to God. I spoke to pastor's daughter. God is not over with our country. He sent some young people. I don't know what's going on with their mind, but uh, I think there's still harvest in our country. And I spoke with sweet lady last night. And then there's another couple going to the Philippines. And uh, when you hear that, it's just give you a peace of mind that God is doing uh, a mighty work. And uh, we are not immune to any problems, much like America. We experience that. Everything I heard in the preaching, it's so similar, but God is at work. We can rest on that. Even our country has, maybe we call it similar like Republican and Democrat. We have left this. And the one that's really fighting for our country spiritually. God had set already some men there in the government that has introduced a, a bill to have the Bible read in every school and prayer. So this is um, more than what we've dreamed. And um, whenever I uh, approach the ministry, I really feel inadequate. I don't have anything on my mind and on my heart, but uh, just what the Lord had taught us through the years. And I'm just so thankful. I got three kids back home. And um, two of them are here. And um, my daughter just agreed. I said, we have to win Filipinos over in New York. And uh, she, she already attended uh, a resignation uh, doing a um, loan administrator at the bank. My wife is also working. We, we got here last July. And um, I'm happy to land a job for the meantime at a hotel as a custodian. But um, what we're doing is we're sending the money back home immediately once we have the paycheck. And then uh, since our church, when I left, uh, we installed, uh, by God's grace, uh, there's an old guy in there, but it seems uh, he deceived me. He said he was uh, for the King James, and then later on I found out uh, they are not. But God made the way. I didn't fight him. I didn't throw any harsh word at him, but... Uh, the Lord just paved way. So what I'm doing every Sunday morning in the Philippines, Saturday night here, I preach via uh, video live. And then Friday morning here, maybe around 4.30, and then Friday night in the Philippines. So I've been doing that for almost uh, five months now. And uh, it's like pastoring the church. You've loved to grow for about nine years and uh, here. So... I don't know what's up ahead, but just listening to the song, there's a plan of God for us. So this morning, I don't know um, what to preach. I've never pastored an American church. I don't have many that experience, but let uh, me uh, bring a message. Probably you've heard it uh, many times or probably preacher preach it many times. But I just want to uh, bring a message about lost, seeking the lost. So um, let's start by opening our Bible in Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. 
Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Shall we bow down our heads in prayer? Lord, we thank Thee so much for the fellowship we have had. Thank You, Lord God, for Pastor King, for Pastor Young, that You are using them in the ministry. Lord, they had a lot of experience to share to us uh, who are just uh, starting. Lord, thank You so much for their lives. I pray You continue to bless Pastor Danbar's church. Lord, may they be a beacon of uh, and a witness in this community. Lord, thank you so much. And I just pray, Lord, that uh, you speak to us. Holy Spirit will work in our lives this morning for our prayer in Christ's name. Amen. I uh, browse a little bit. Um, in this day and age, uh, you cannot help but uh, grasp something, you know, from uh, people's preaching. And while I was browsing this verse over in the internet, uh, you know what? Matthew chapter 18, verse 11 is not in many translations. The, they've taken it out. And I took the liberty to investigate a little bit. This is not on NIV and many other translations. American Standard Version 1901, you cannot find it. Revised Standard Version 1947, it's not appearing either. Today's English Version or the Good News Bible 1966. It's not in there, but it's in my Bible. And though I was amazed. And um, we're going to just study this as a foundation. Uh, Some says it's not in the original. I don't care whatever debate they want to put on or any argument. Man's thought are not God's thought. And man's ways are not man's ways. And... uh, when I was saved, I never hold any kind of Bible except for the Bible that I have right now, and I plan to stick on it. And uh, that's the very reason why there was problem last year, October, in our church. It's because they tried to attack it. But uh, in my mind, I said, the Bible can really defend itself. I don't need to try hard. The Bible is there. It's settled in heaven. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And this morning, I would like to just uh, study about everything that is lost. But uh, before that, the Bible says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Probably one of the most favorite titles of the Lord Jesus Christ is calling himself the Son of Man. Whenever he is called the Son of David, it has something to do with the Jewish title. Jews always claim it. He is the son of David. They are looking for the greatest king. But when they saw the Lord Jesus Christ, they denied him as a king. They ridiculed him. Throw sarcasm on him. Henry, here it is, the king of the Jews. They forgot the five credentials of the Lord Jesus Christ. He would preach to the poor. He would give sight to the blind. And the uh, hearing, and then the deaf to speak, or the dumb to speak, deaf to hear. And the man would walk again. But they were blinded. They were looking for someone who is uh, outstanding. uh, That will stand above any other people. And they 
forgot that the Lord Jesus Christ was just a run-of-the-mill man. It was the opposite of man's mind. He was born in a manger. And he was called the son of the carpenter. Is anything good that will come out of Nazareth? So son of David was a Jewish title. And there was another title, if you're going to open Book of John, he was called the Son of God. It was a divine title. And I do believe God is 100% God, Jesus Christ, and 100% man. And in the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ already appeared. And we call it Christophany, appearance in, uh, with the three Hebrew men. The kings, Nebuchadnezzar said, I saw the fourth man. It's like the Son of God. Jesus Christ was there already. He appeared in Old Testament time. And he was truly the Son of God. But in, he was an incarnate deity. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. He humbled himself and became obedient unto, unto death, even the death of the cross. So he was found uh, in, a, in our image like a man. He has to do it for us. So two titles already, Son of David and then the Son of God. But thirdly, he was the Son of Man. And I just want you to sit down. I gathered some verses in the scripture. The Son of Man uh, with a mission. Matthew chapter 11, verse 19. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they said, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. So they can always accuse the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are being accused, living the Bible, living the Christian life, it's okay, you're not the first one. And by the way, you are going to suffer for His sake. If you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to deny yourself. You won't get hurt if you already know this in the ministry. And then I've heard it, uh, like Pastor Dunbar said, you should have decided long time ago, even in your first year in the ministry, and you won't change. And you won't change any doctrine and any idea, no matter what they put in front of you. And uh, that's the title of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of Man. But I found another Son of Man, and uh, thanks to the cross-referencing, there's a lot of verse that uh, we can find that is very helpful with our study. Um, he has a mission to die. Matthew chapter 12, verse 40. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So this is actually the title Son of Man. He has a mission and that mission is to die. But there is another mission in Matthew chapter 24, verse 37 to 44. Another title, the Son of Man. I'm going to read it to you. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that there were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. 
So that Son of Man title has so many relevance in our Christian life. From the day he was born, from the day he was prophesied, from the day he was living on earth, and from his return, he called himself the Son of Man. But this time the title is, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. There was another similar verse in Luke chapter 19 verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. A parallel verse that I found. So right now, the Son of Man. Now, 86 times does the Lord designated himself to be called the Son of Man. It is a racial name as the representative man in the sense of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 to 47. And for the Son of Man, and I tried to dig a little bit more, it has also relevance to the title, the first Adam and the second Adam, or the last Adam. For the first Adam, all men did die. But for the second Adam, all will be made alive, according to John chapter 5 and John chapter 5, verse 21. So the title, Son of Man, is really exciting. To be called a Filipino is a good thing. I already landed a green card. And later on, maybe five years to come, I'll be an American citizen. I'm so excited. But I'm more excited of being a Christian. Amen. We are the Son of God. John chapter 1, verse 12. But we are going to focus on three things this morning. Let me just uh, try to tie this or sue this to another verse. Because the Bible says, For the Son of Man... So we already established who the Son of Man is. He is the begotten Son of God. Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, I want to invite you to turn your Bible in Luke chapter 15, the very familiar verse. And uh, what I like in here, it's already outlined. So from verse uh, 3 up to verse 24. Let's look at the first point here, the lost sheep. The Bible says in Luke chapter 15, verse 3, And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it? First of all, if you're going to be a pastor or a shepherd, you have to be keen to the people that are really lost. You have to look for them. That's why the Bible says, the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. The mission of the Lord Jesus Christ is to find the lost. There are 99 who are righteous, but there's one that's missing, and that's the lost one. I don't care if the person has done some sin in the past, but whenever they come in, in the church, they are in God's territory, and God has a plan for them. And we should pave the way or usher to them and show them what the Lord Jesus Christ will in their life. We should be interested in every visitor that will come in to our church. And not shoot them away. And this is actually what the sheep is, is doing. And every time that he would gather back into the fold, the sheep, he was counting all the sheep. And uh, some Bible scholars were saying that they had like a pebble stone whenever they were counting. They have to put uh, one pebble stone in the, somehow a pocket on their coat. Okay, there's 10. I have to put one pebble. There's 20, 2, 3. And that's how they count. But oops, one is missing. 
And you know what the shepherd will do? He will gather the coat, even if it's raining or in the middle of the night, it's dangerous out there, but on his mind, something might happen to that sheep. He was motivated by the danger that will take place on the life of that sheep. And normally, the Bible teachers that I've learned, they taught us that he has two kind of rods. The one is the staff and the one is the rod to show away all those uh, predators that will attack the sheep. And the one is actually the one that he will use to, to, to show his tender care to the sheep. And I know that he will be there looking for that sheep in the middle of the night. He might have the lamp. They don't have flashlight before, but he would look on the ravine and everything, and he would probably recall, where did I take the ship for the past days? I need to look for it. And maybe he was imitating the sound of the ship. Ba, 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 ba. He would look for every ravine, and if he find it, he would not use the stuff to beat the ship. He did not come there to punish the ship, but to save the ship. The Lord Jesus Christ came, the Bible says, to save that which was lost. The Bible says, declared, He took the punishment from us. The Lord Jesus Christ traded places for me on the cross of Calvary. That's why it's declared in 2 Corinthians 5.21, I was made the righteousness of God in Him. I was supposed to stand last night. What will you thank God for? I was made righteous when I am nothing at all. I cannot come in front of the Lord God. But right now, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. I have nothing to brag about. I have not any merit to represent to our Lord. But the shepherd is a good, a great, and a chief shepherd. That's what he does. The shepherd gave life for his sheep. He was willing to trade places for us. And uh, there's a Bible teacher I've learned when I was still a Bible student. He said, if you're, you're the only sinner on earth, the Lord Jesus Christ will still go and die for you. That's how he is. And I'm in no close of representing him. Many times, as a young pastor, I get tired. As if when I'm reading a Bible study, I try to study it. I said, this is for the members. Actually, when I've learned while growing spiritually, Every time I study the Bible, it's for myself. Because I need it. And the blessing I get from it, that's the one that I, I preach, I share to them in a summary manner. But the shepherd is truly caring. We call it the sacrifice of the shepherd. When he said, it is finished, everything has been taken care of. And that's the true rescue that we got here in our life. He rescued us. I was just imagining if he got the sheep, maybe 50 to 70 pounds, and he would carry it on his shoulder. Do you know that the Lord Jesus Christ is carrying you all the time? You think your life is challenging, but if you've been to other countries, I was challenged uh, last night. How could a young, innocent Pure girl be in a Muslim infested area in the Philippines. God has really taken good care of her. You know what? It's not what we can do. I can always see they have a big heart. It's impossible for that normal person to go in the Philippines. The Lord had probably dealt on her heart. And we sometimes resemble 
being a shepherd, but most of the time I find myself being a prodigal shepherd. So that's why I check myself. I need to be as, at least just even a, a, a bit of shadow of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. He is our great shepherd, yes. so he looked for the sheep. Second, let's take a look at the second object that was lost in verse 8. Either what women having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it. And when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Now, uh, as you uh, open a lot of commentaries, they said a lady, when they are engaged or a girl engaged, they normally gave 10 pieces of uh, coins. For us, it's like a diamond ring. But it is required whenever the groom uh, goes away and then return, if she lose one piece or even just a few of those coins, she will take a lot of time to look for that. It's meaningful. So, right now, I, I thought of a, I thought of a illustration. How many of you have uh, somehow lost their wallet, or maybe even a day? For a Filipino to earn dollars is something, but you know what? It happened to me one time. I lost my wallet, and what I did, I will look at the car. Maybe it's it, it fell you know, under the car seat. I looked at it. I look at the old clothes I wore that day. And then I look at the kitchen, I look under the bed and everything. And you know what? I was smiling and laughing. That's probably the same experience that the Lord Jesus Christ will do until He finds us. You will look at it relentlessly. If you have like a thousand dollars, you won't just lose it right away. Your mind will be in there. I work for it. I need to have it. I will spend it for the tuition for my kids. I will send it here and plus for the gasoline and everything that I have to pay. I've had to spend it for a month. And you will be eager to look for it. You know, the Bible says one coin was lost and then what the, the, the owner did is go get the candle and then look for the lost coin. The light is the word of God. It's not us who found the Lord. The Lord found us. We were the lost coins. Before I left the country, I found a little puppy. He, he was really forsaken, so I treat him. I deworm him. I took all the fleas. And uh, he was just this tiny. And when I was about to leave, every time I video chat, in the Philippines, I said, did you feed Wuji? Wuji is the name. But Wuji is a friendly dog, a dog that uh, almost went astray. And when I reached out my hand, he would put its uh, paw on my hand. It's like shaking hands. And what, what uh, he does is, uh, if I reach out to him, he would lick my hands. He would run back and fro. He would spin. He would jump as, as if I have another son. You know what I was imagining? When he found the coin, what the owner will do is run. Hey, neighbor, come. Come with me. I know that you're sleeping. Look, I found the coins. You know what? When you got saved, the Lord Jesus Christ is excited. That's why whenever you give testimony, I got saved. You need to be excited with your salvation because you cannot save yourself. 
and there's no other way that who can save you except the Lord Jesus Christ. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Guys, we are the lost coin. And the Lord Jesus Christ is still in the business of finding that lost coin. There might be some lost Filipino coin in Horsehead. I have no greater motivation. It's not that you'll make a better living in Horsehead. It's not that. Actually, I hate snow. I hate... I hate cold weather. And you would know once you visit the Philippines. Why? We cannot stand... I would rather burn in the heat of the sun, perspiring. I like it better than covering all myself with snow. You know what? February 10, I found out that you can wear a thermal underwear. (laughs) And then I bought a snow sock for the first time. I have only one pair. But I said, it feels good. Now I can put gas without even shaking like that. They thought that we are crazy. I always said, once I wake up, I need a coffee. I need coffee to warm up my body. But you know what? There might be lost coin in horse head. It's not that we're going to get a good life in U.S. I went to New Jersey and met some few people in there. And he said, now you're getting the American dream. At the back of my mind, money doesn't even impress me. It's not the American dream that we're after here. There's always something. There's some joy that you cannot express when every or someone gets saved and get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Thirdly, uh, brethren, and I'm done. The Bible says in uh, Luke chapter 15, the lost son, uh, some prefer it, the loving father. Uh, A preacher I've heard, he said this was preached wrongly. Now people uh, can become uh, subjective, but this, this is actually the objective. I think... The father was portrayed here in this verse. Uh, The youngest of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided them unto his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And this is the same thing happening with some of our Christian back home, even teenagers. They want to rebel. They want to go partying and probably sleep with prostitutes and harlots. Probably this is the same thing that this younger son had done. So he went his way. He was really lost. And verse 14, And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. So he became to be in want. He ran out of money. He became low in budget. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father... I have sinned against heaven and before thee, am no more worthy to be called thy son and make me as one of thy hired servants. That's what we always feel in our Christian life. We are nothing. We are actually nothing. Without God, I am nothing. But I praise God for this coming verse in verse 20, and he arose and came to his father. But when his father was Yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And this is what I am imagining. Probably the first day since he left 
the father was already standing outside the house and looking for his son to return. God is waiting for us every time. And when we are afar off, the father ran. I don't know, I'm already having an arthritis on my hand, but it's not a good feeling. And if you are an elderly, you cannot run that fast. But the father ran. And then what he did is actually kiss. Maybe kiss the forehead, kiss the cheek, kiss the hand and put it on his face. He was just excited and hugging his lost son. He is back. He is back. And he ordered, put a ring on his hand. And ring always speaks about authority. Whenever you're making a letter, you put your signature on it. And that means to say, it's legal, it's an authority, it's your right. It bears the name of the father and everything that the father owes. Put a ring on him. Put a shoes, put shoes on his feet. When Moses came to Mount Sinai, the Lord, take off your shoes because the place where you are standing in is a holy ground. And that's the law. That's what the law requires. But on grace, the Bible says, put on some shoes on him. We are unworthy, but the Lord dressed us. You know what? I feel elated right now. I haven't worn an expensive clothes like this. It was on sale. Amen. But he says, Michael Kors, that's branded. They said, yeah, it was $350, but they took off a lot. My daughter applied for a credit card until it's only like $50. I said, whoo, I'd like that. She gave this to me as a December gift. You know, I don't deserve this. And if you're going to wear this in the Philippines, they think you're crazy. It's hot enough here. Why do you have to wear suits? But in here, I feel elegant. I said, it's an overwhelming, overwhelming uh, feeling. Growing up in the country, you'll just eat one piece of chicken wing. But here you can eat the whole leg quarter. Can you finish that? No, uh, preacher, can I take it home? I'm done with the salad. Can I take home with this? What are you going to do? Cook it with another vegetable and put it on top of rice. But praise be to God. Put on some good clothes. Get me the best robe. Get me the ring. Get me the shoes. And then let's party at the house. You know what? It says here um, in verse 7, I say unto you, likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. In verse 10, likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels over one sinner that repented. And lastly, in verse 24, for this my son was dead and is alive, and he was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. What I notice is after each verse that uh, described something is lost and is found, they are joyful. And in the Philippines, I always say in the Philippines, I have not pastored any church. If you want your church to be joyful, you need to pray hard to see salvation of lost sinners. It's not the program, it's not the music. I tried it. I did 18 cantatas altogether. We just spent money and then spent uh, late hours at night. We did a lot. We, we uh, actually feed them. If you're going to feed them, a lot of people will throng in just like what happened in the, in the New Testament with the Lord Jesus Christ. But after feeding the thousands, how many were left? That's actually the real fruit of your labor. But if they get saved, you don't have to worry anything. They just have to grow. The Lord's that's actually His business. He was seeking the laws. It's not our business. Whenever we read books here, we're just blown away. 
like I was uh, looking at the TV. Before you can get to their church, you have to pay $147. They are mega churches. You know what I'm talking about. But you know what? There were great men of God in this country. What if we have 1,000 Billy Sundays and 1,000 Billy Graham spread all over U.S. and you can add D.L. Moody or Spurgeon? My brethren, all those thousands of Spurgeon and Moody's combined, God can do it in one second. God is powerful. Every power that we have is drawn upon Him. Just imagine He can supply your power here and even in the Philippines. And sometimes I thought, America and Philippines are the only places where God is working until I went to Cambodia. Even in the remotest place, God is reaching those kids. Folks, what do they really need? The shepherd. Filipino brethren in, or my fellow Filipino in Horsehead, they need the Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot change them. I cannot bring the culture here but I can bring to them the Lord Jesus Christ. Seeking the lost. That verse is lost in NIV. I hope it won't be lost in our heart. That's the first business of the church. In Matthew, I found six first. One of them is, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. There's always first. Don't step on the second stairs. Do the first job. The first job is we have to seek the lost. And God will do the rest. Just stick to the very plan of God. There's a lot that you can be sidetracked. But we have no time to lose. This is the third chapter in my life. I hope that I will do better than the first and the second. I've done a lot of mistakes and commit a lot of mistakes. I can see my imperfections and just gross out by it. I said, Lord, this time, please lead us. I want to dedicate my life. It's like... Getting married again. I was excited when I got married and said, oh, we don't know what's going to happen to us in New York. Some have a lot of suggestion and advice to me, but I said, I already have peace. And when I talked to you, ma'am, I got additional peace. I talked to Joy, I got additional peace. God is not over yet. God can do something, and I'm very hopeful. I don't know if many people will rally to me, but... I'll just stick to the plan the way we did. And by the way, uh, Liberty Bible Baptist Church is uh, still ongoing. My dad's kitchen is probably just the size of this, but it can fit 50 Filipinos. And that's where we're holding our services from. Folks, uh, you are pampered here compared to us. I'll take your garage if you are willing to give it away just to hold services. Pastor Radus had offered me their apartment. I said, this living room can be converted and there can be a lot of Filipinos singing here. We can eat the food, but first of all, I need to reach them out by the Word of God. I already prepared all my lesson. I'm not saying I'm good in reaching Filipinos, but Filipinos somehow, when they are Americanized, they are a harder soil to reach out. I pray that we come here on time and I hope that it will be a fruitful. I may uh, never do this again, so I won't let this opportunity and privilege to serve God in New York to pass by. And uh, thank you so much. I, I do believe that God has a plan for us. May God bless you.